Welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Please like and subscribe below. As I say, if you don't subscribe, you're a Birmingham City fan. There, I said it. Today, I'm joined by AVFC London Lions chairman, Paul Webb. It's great to have you back, Webbo. Yeah, great to be back, Frankie. Yeah, enjoying the summer break. Yeah, no, always good. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the heat at the moment, although it's very hot in this room. Uh, I feel like I'm in a sauna at the moment. Um, so, um, now today we're going to do a fun feature about the upcoming season. It's extremely early days, but me and Webbo are both going to predict uh, our own version of the final Premier League season for the 2023-24 season. And then in a year, we'll come back to it and see just how wrong we really were. <laughs> um, so, uh, I th I'll throw this out to you though first, Webbo. I think we should a bit of jeopardy here, I think. Um, whoever gets closest to the league table obviously wins, but so therefore whoever loses has to buy the other man a Nando's. Does that does that work for you? I can I can enter into that bet. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, I might have to <laughs> change a few things around, but yeah, let's go for it. I'll uh, I'll be a man of my word if I lose and buy you a Nando's, mate. <laughs> the Nando's challenge here we come right. This really is, <laughs> this, is high, <laughs> this is high pressure for me now because I I bloody love wild herb sauce. So um, right. Um, so yeah, as long as they don't come after you and have a lawsuit at the end of it, then uh, then you'll be on your own, Frankie. If that's the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On my own again. Um, right. So, um, first off, Webber, I'll ask you then, well, let's start off. You know, it's extremely early days, as I say. God only knows what's going to happen in this transfer window. It is early or mid-June now, I guess. But who's going to win the Premier League next season? If you have to say it now, who's going to win it? Yeah. yeah, it is really early. Obviously, the fixture's coming out tomorrow. And they can, even that can give you a, I could change my mind tomorrow because if you get in a, promoted team away as we often do you can sort of see a trajectory of a poor start and if you have a poor start in the league it can be very hard to recover from that we obviously did well last season but genuinely you want a good start I'm actually it's very hard not to pick Man City as league champions they've just won the treble but I'm actually going to swerve away from them I have a mindset that they have been so determined so driven to win the Champions League that it's going to be very hard for them to find motivation again. It's not going to be hard for them to be talented, gifted, the best football team. They, they just have that in abundance. And if they have one or two players off form, they've got one or two, three or four more players that will just come in and do as good a job, if not better. But I think they're going to struggle to begin with. with um, maybe a distraction, a bit of a... We completed everything last season. How do we start going again? And they don't always start the season well. So I think they're going to have a few nervy results to begin with. Speaking of the fixtures tomorrow, Frankie, I'd love to play Man City in one of our first three games because I think they're going to start the season slow and you may as well get it out of the way and you don't want to play them in the running. I actually think, in my predictions, I'm going to stick Man United as champions for next season. A lot of it is down to, I assume their board is going to go out and make impactful signings. I think where Declan Rice ends up could change my decision. Where Harry Kane ends up could change my decision. I think if I'm the Man United board, I'd be going helpful ever to sign those two players. I thought Ten Hag had a really good season. If you look back at their season they had, uh, the Ronaldo saga was handled excellently by Ten Hag. He stamped him out, showed that he is the boss. 
which Solskjaer couldn't do uh, with Ronaldo. They got to two cup finals, lost to Man City, who are the best team in Europe. They did okay in the league, lost to lost to the mighty Villa, lost <laughs> to Liverpool 7-0. But genuinely, third in the league wasn't a bad return mm. and the two cup finals. So I think this whole treble talk would have really, really pissed Man United off. Like, who's done the better treble? It feels now Man United are living on their history too much. And that will really, really irk them off. And I think Ten Hag will be a man on a mission. So my tip to win the league is going to be Man United. Monday. Okay, I, I see what you mean there. I mean, you know, I I think United, uh, I, they're a Harry Kane away, I think. They're, they're a big striker away. And as it, I mean, God, Declan Rice, if they could get Kane and Rice, then I'd, I'd start to believe they could win anything, really. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what they do this summer, I think, with with regards to a striker. Uh, but it, it was an impressive start from uh, this season from Ten Hag to win a trophy, get to an FA Cup final, and to bounce back from those horrible games at the start. Yeah, I just feel with City, I think most teams would probably have a lull after a big season like this with the treble. Uh, United did when they did their treble. Uh, I think, um, I mean, Inter, when they did a treble, they fell off a bit. Yeah. But um, I've just got this feeling that Guardiola is so driven and that team just are so good that I fear they're going to do a treble again next season. I think that would be their ambition, is that we're going to do a treble-treble, maybe even a quadruple. Yeah, I mean, they're going to win a trophy, aren't they? They're, they're not going to go, they're not going to get knocked out of everything. You saw just, it's a given under Guardiola that Man City will win a trophy. I just, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I fancy them to start slow. And I, that's why I was talking about the fixtures. If a Man United, a Liverpool, an Arsenal can really, really hit the ground running mm. and put a gap between Man City, then there is a chance. Yeah. If, as we saw this season, it needed to be an even bigger gap. But I think Man United are going to be hurting for it. But you're right, Man City aren't are not going to be as bold as to say they're going to finish at the top two. I had them finishing second. That's as far low as I could put them. They're, they're going to be in the title race, aren't they? They're not yeah. going to they're not going to go off the the curb that much. Uh, not all of them are going to be partying like Jack Grealish for the next six months. Some of them might be professional eventually. Yeah, yeah hopefully they're all of them party for like that for the next year, so that we all stand <laughs> a chance. Hopefully, um, but, but unfortunately, I've gone with Jack Grealish to win. Three Premier League titles in a row. I think they're gonna. I think City are gonna. I think they're gonna win the league next season and maybe maybe come close to a double treble. But you know, yeah, as you say, they do start slow. So if somebody like a Liverpool, Arsenal, United can get a winning run early next season, build up some of a gap. Maybe a team like a Liverpool under Klopp might be able to handle that pressure. Yeah, better than Arsenal were this season. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. But but we'll see. So I'll, I'll go to City, but. You know, I was going to say top four, but we should we should start with Villa. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's nerve wracking talking about Villa, trying to predict Villa, trying to be positive about Villa because I just I get too nervous about it. But Webo, where have you gone for Aston Villa to finish next season? Now, this was one of the hardest teams to predict because as I was going through the twenty, there was a there, there's four teams that are sort of essentially having the same problem next season. You've got Villa, Brighton, Newcastle and West Ham. West Ham's slightly different 
Because the point I'm making is how will these teams uh, do with European football? We, we are hoping that we get through the playoff round so that we're guaranteed at least six more games in the group. But Newcastle, Villa and Brighton, they are entering new territory. Mm. Brighton, completely new as a club. Villa and Newcastle, it's been decades since we've competed in Europe. So it is a new entity. West Ham have obviously been in Europe the last few years, but last year struggled in the league form. They are going to lose Declan Rice. Uh, so are they going to struggle with Europe and Premier League? We don't. I don't know. So, But that is... My biggest concern is the unknown of how we're going to deal with extra games. You just never know. There's examples of teams being fine. There's probably more examples of teams struggling. And I'm not too concerned that we'll lose any of our star players. The only two when I was looking through it that could potentially move, Emmy Martinez, mm-hmm. is, it wouldn't surprise me if someone makes a bid, but it feels like that's gone quiet. It feels like... I saw Pickford being linked with Man United. It doesn't feel like there's any momentum with Martinez wanting to leave or anything like that. Qualifying for Europe, I think, has guaranteed him to stay. But, frankly, if he was to leave, that sets us back again. The other player, Watkins, could Tottenham put in a massive bid to replace Kane with Watkins? Mm. Would he go there? It's a big club. Yes, they're not in Europe, but they are, you know you would imagine they will be better suited to qualify for Europe if they get something right at that club. It's a very strange club at the moment. But ultimately, we should only improve our squad. Tielemans already a great signing. Um, but then you look at two of the teams we finished above last season, Chelsea and Spurs, you sort of just have that gut feel that they're going to be better this season. Mm-hmm. You just sort of feel that they will. So... I said that we're. I was as much as to say that I don't think we're going to win a trophy next season, but I think we're going to get to the quarterfinal of every cup competition we have entered into, and lose in three quarterfinals, but finish seventh again. So I think much to the same. So I think we're going to have a good balancing act. You also look at the league, and there's quite a lot of teams that are mid-table and are going to be safe. Yeah. And there's no reason why we're going to get sucked in. I see that, that anything below 10th, I just can't see that happening. We've got too yeah. good a squad, too good a manager, the momentum's there. You're almost looking at now a bad season would be a 10th. And what a great feeling that is. So yeah. I've stuck us in at seventh, Frankie, and I've stuck us in for three decent cup runs, but without any semi-finals. Yeah, I could I could see that. I've I've put us in sixth. Okay. Um I've had us finishing ahead of Chelsea and Spurs, which I'm very nervous about. I'm more confident about finishing ahead of Spurs than yeah. I am Chelsea, just because I mean, while Chelsea's a bit of a basket case under Todd Bowley, the um, you know, Pochettino is a serious manager. And uh, they still have a serious squad. Um yeah. although it's it's a flawed squad, I think. I think there are there's actually a lot of work needs to be done there. Um, Tottenham, I like Ange yeah. um, from Celtic. But, and I, to be honest, before Unai Emery was linked with Villa, he's who I wanted, I thought, at Villa. Um, yeah. Just the names that were linked at the time. Um, but uh, I think um, with with Tottenham, I just feel like, I don't know whether they'll, I don't know whether Levy is just too much of a hindrance at the moment. Like it, the, top, the, the Tottenham fans I talk to seem to be very, very negative about him. 
Yeah. And again, it's a team that I think needs to spend quite a bit of money now. Um, and it, you're already seeing reports about, you know, Kulusevski. I think it was like he's trying to go cheaper on a player like him. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, yeah. just, just get him in. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, if Kane stays, which I think knowing Levy will probably force him to, um, <laughs> uh, maybe it's... Um, I just want to, he'll do one of those just oil protests and tie him to the posts at, <laughs> at the stages so he can't leave. Yeah. It's just Harry Kane there at midnight every night. Yeah, here yeah. still again. Charlie Kane, his brother, trying to get him out. Like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't knock it down. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be ambitious and say Villa finish ahead of Chelsea Spurs again and come sixth. Um, yeah. So that, based on that, I think I've got Chelsea finishing above us, which would probably indicate. Our top six, our top seven is the same, but maybe it's just the Chelsea and Villa positions that might be slightly altered. Yes, I, I think so. Um, I mean, it, the, the only caveat is, of course, the Europe thing. And, you know, I mean, West Ham dealt well with it last season when they, or the season before last, when they yeah. came, got to the semifinals of the Europa League. Still came, I think it was seventh, maybe in the Premier League. Well, it would have been, yeah, because they qualified for Europe based on their league position. So it, it felt like last season was a bit of an odd one for West Ham, but. Yeah, so the teams can cope with it. There's mm. no doubt about that. But Chelsea don't have Europe, nor does Tottenham. Yeah, You just sort of feel, if Chelsea can get rid of 10 players and actually just create a harmonious squad, yeah, which is going to be really, really hard because the, the amount of egos and money players they've got is absurd. Mm. But if they can create a balanced squad who's happy or can be happy playing minimal amount of games for Chelsea, then they will be a force next season. It's yeah. it's it's a really odd transfer window where your priorities are not having to sell for a financial reason, but having to sell because you've got far too many players. I can't ever remember a team being in that position. So no. and right now Chelsea are a bit of a mess, but it, you could easily see a route for them quality challenging for the top four, I think. Yeah, and they've got enough quality and they'll sign another couple. And Cuckoo, I think, is coming in from Leipzig. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, Pochettino's been there and done it in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and he'll probably sign another couple of players for 100 million. In fact, if I saw Todd Bowley now, uh, I'd tell him that Marvellous Nakamba's a brilliant CDO <laughs> worth probably about 40 million, just so that then I know he'd bid 50 million. So Nakamba <laughs> for 50 million. Get me involved at Villa Park, that's right. Get me on the board. Um, so I mean, it was, apparently it was personal. We talked them into 20 million for Chukwameka. So who knows? That, uh, that is looking crazy and every day, isn't it? That's probably the most bizarre transfer of the whole of last season, really, when you analyse it. Madness. Um, so, you know, we, we're both uh, we're both feeling good about Villa. We'll obviously talk more about Villa in the coming weeks as well, as more things develop and all that. And we'll have a better sense of where Villa might be aiming next season but yeah. at the moment it's, it's all upward at upward trajectory at the moment it feels like yeah um, but we'll see we'll see um so uh that's where villa will be top four then so you've gone with united to win the league and who's two three and four for you so i've got man city second yeah um liverpool third and arsenal fourth but i could the third and fourth or is really a you know I wouldn't be having too much of an argument with over Arsenal finishing third and Liverpool finishing fourth, but I think both will 
be good enough. Arsenal for me are the real strangers because I do feel that's almost quite disrespectful based on how well they were this season. And they're only going to strengthen. If they sign, they're linked with Cancelo, Mount, Rice. If they could get them in, they are going to be better than last season. I I don't know what it is about Arsenal. I just can't, still can't quite get my head around that, that was this was their opportunity. Yeah. They sort of, a few of their players for me performed overachieved uh, as individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think next season, a couple of them, um, maybe Ramsdale, uh, the midfielder who escaped the Zach, uh, Shaka, I think he was overachieving last season. And I think their form might tail off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think Arsenal fans would probably be really expecting a top, a top of the table push, but I just feel like they missed the opportunity with Man United having such a poor start, Liverpool being off the boil. They, but it's strange, you say missed an opportunity, missed an opportunity to win the league. But if we'd have sat here this time last year, frankly, none of us would have been talking about Arsenal in the title. No, so they did have a really, really good season. It just ended quite poorly. Mm. So I've, I've had them down to win the FA Cup. I think they'll win the FA Cup, but finish in the top four. I've gone for them to be fourth because I think Liverpool if you read everything they're talking about and they've obviously got quite a few players to replace, which I'm sure they will, they were devastated with finishing fifth. They were talking about how unacceptable it was. Mm. You sort of just feel that a Jurgen Klopp reaction will be a stronger than a Mikel Arteta reaction. Mm-hmm. So I've had Liverpool to finish third and it wouldn't surprise me if they go very, very deep into the Europa League. They must start that tournament as favourites. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the favourites says they they shouldn't be in that tier. They are so strong, um, and they will sign players. They're, they're expanding their stadium. Everything's just growing at Anfield. They will be set huge expectations that they have to finish in the top four, and I think they will comfortably finish in the top four. They could even be a three horse title race uh, between them and the Manchester clubs. Uh, I just think Arsenal will be a little bit short of them. So, yeah, so I've got Man United to win it, Man City second, Liverpool third, and Arsenal fourth. Okay. Right. Well, uh, mine is... uh, Get it up now. There we are. So, mine is City. I've gone with Arsenal to come second again. Mm -hmm. Liverpool third, United fourth. The same top four, then, just slightly different order. Yeah. Uh, I think Arsenal, I think Declan Rice... He's such a fantastic player that I think he adds so much to In a way, Rice at West Ham reminds me of Grealish at Aston Villa. I think that Villa play, played ahead of themselves where our squad was at the time yeah. because Grealish was there. I, I I just don't think we stay in the Premier League in our first season without Jack Grealish. And I think we probably come quite far down yeah. uh, points-wise. Whereas, And Rice, I think, does something similar for West Ham. And I have West Ham down actually to be a team that falls off next season. Yeah. After the high win in the Conference League, losing Declan Rice, I think it's really hard to replace Rice. Um, I'm not sure they'll be able to... I think it will take a while for them to adapt to that. Maybe they'll make some great signings and maybe it'll all work totally fine. But I just can't help but think that losing him is a real, real like blow. Um, but to Arsenal, then it has the opposite effect of being maybe that talismanic presence, de- like sort of de- you know closer to the defence that maybe they didn't have um, 
you know, when they needed it last season. Yeah, they relied heavily on Partey. He was excellent. And then as soon as he went off and Saliba went off, yeah. they uh, they did struggle. So that they are being linked with the right sort of players. So the Arsenal one, yeah, I can certainly see them finishing higher than fourth where I've got them because they were so good for a period last season. They were so, so good to watch. Yeah, they were. And who knows, they may react to being beaten and come out all guns blazing. They may it may have that type of reaction. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's I guess that happened to Man United when they won the Premier League in ninety two three when they robbed Aston Villa, of course, and finished <laughs> second. Uh, still not over that Oldham Athletic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um but I remember this the season before Man United bottled it. That the, yeah. you know that was the, there was that was all the talk and I don't know, maybe Arsenal can come back and uh, I think with Rice and maybe a couple of other signs, I've been linked with Kai Havertz today, who is a player that I don't quite know where he fits in that Arsenal team at the moment. But maybe Arteta has an idea of how he wants to play with him. Um, then Liverpool, of course. McAllister, excellent signing, I think. Great player. They need to fix their midfield, don't they? That's yeah. um, it's, as, it's as simple as that. Um, but I do, I do wonder if Klopp, been there seven years now, eight years now, I, I'm intrigued to see how Liverpool bounce back and whether they can keep the Klopp high energy style going um, I mean it, it, when when they're good they're unstoppable yeah um, it just feels yeah I mean it'll go one or two ways either they'll just be another middle in season or they'll really bounce back yeah and just blow everyone away and maybe be the team that wins the league um, but it's it's going to require quite a bit of fixing in midfield I think for them to do that uh, and then Man United yeah I, I just it just depends on the striker. I think if they can get Kane, then I'd, I'd probably stick them higher. But um, at the moment, I think I just think they'll get fourth. Um, so that's the top four. Yeah. Uh, Europa League places then fifth and sixth. What have you What have you gone for? So I had fifth Chelsea. Okay. Um, yeah. So we talked about them earlier. I think without. Uh, I think Pochettino will come in and be ruthless. He'll get through, get rid of who he wants to get rid of and create a as balanced, harmonious squad as Chelsea can ever have. And without Europe, I think they will be focused on the league. I could see an argument for them finishing in the top four, but I just felt the other teams were so much better than them last season. That gap between Chelsea and the top four was so huge that it will take quite an improvement to get there. But I think they'll they'll do some the majority of the right things. So I've had them finishing fifth. And then I've got Newcastle sixth. Um, again, Newcastle, you sort of... It's very strange because they are going to throw money at it this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been linked with so many players. I literally, if you just look at the transfer market, they are linked with everyone. And most of them will be just lazy journalism because they've just got money yeah. um, but the way they did it you would have thought you know, Felix could be going there Madison they will attract a lot of players or they can afford absolutely anybody yeah. they're in the Champions League it is a huge aura around that club I just feel like they, the other teams will a couple of them will overtake them Liverpool noticeably, noticeably will get better than them and I just think Chelsea without having Europe Newcastle may struggle balancing the two but I actually think they're going to be quite a force in the Champions League I can see them getting as far as the quarterfinals because St. James will be absolutely rocking so I just think it's uh, it's not meant to be disrespectful to Newcastle saying they're sick I think it's if anything it's just a shows how well they they did last season that top four is so hard 
to break into. That sixth yeah. is still a very, very respectful place to finish. And it will take them a couple of seasons to get used to the Europe of Premier League. And when they crack that, they will become a top three, top four team because of how well financially they will be backed. But I think that will take a couple of seasons. So I think next season they'll have a good cup run. Could even see them like competing at the, the tail end of the domestic cup competitions. But yeah, I've had them down to finish sixth. Yeah, uh, I've got Newcastle in at fifth uh, and Aston Villa at sixth. I, I think Newcastle, um, they've been linked uh, today with uh, Barella from uh, Inter. Mm. Um, so that's, you know, a sign of the level of player that they are now able to go for uh, annoyingly. Um, but uh, uh, bloody annoying. Um, but they... Uh, yeah, I, what you said there about the Champions League, I actually had them to get to the semi-finals of the Champions League was my yeah. bet because I think St. James's Park will be rocking. Uh, be a yeah. tough, really, really horrible place to go for a lot of teams on Wednesday night, middle of winter. Um, and I think just a few teams might get caught out by it. Just this I think you're right. I mean, you look at Inter's run to the final, I know they had to play AC Milan and I think they had to play Benfica. So there's teams there that are beatable. So if yeah. they can get, if they end up getting a Real Madrid, you know, Man City, if they got to the court, there's teams that, if the draw doesn't go favourably, fair enough. But they, I, yeah, I don't disagree. They said James's Park next season in European football is going to be absolutely rocking. And that could have a detrimental effect on their league form. Yeah, right? I the think fans so. may be a little bit jaded when it comes to the league. And that, and that, that was that overriding question for those teams I mentioned. The buzz around Europe. Do, do people get as excited when the league games come along? So mm. let's say if we were to be playing Juventus on a Thursday night and then Luton at home on a Sunday, <laughs> you could end up dropping points in games that you should be winning. So it's going to be a difficult balance. But I think Newcastle are going to have a really fun season. So yeah, fifth and sixth, I think we've got them pretty much in the same spot. So yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and uh, but I, th- I guess one question mark over them, other than you know the European experience as well, is I mean, firstly, I don't think they're going to concede as few goals as they did. I'm mm. sure pe- teams are going to work out a way of playing them that Villa did when we beat them three 0 But uh, I'd love, love to remind them of that. <laughs> um, but uh, I also think it's Eddie Howe. I'm intrigued to see how long Eddie Howe and keep up this level from Newcastle because we've not really seen him managing at this level before. We've not seen him managing in the Champions League. So there's a, it's a whole new experience for him as well. And obviously he's a, he's a very talented coach, you know, what he did at Bournemouth and what he's managed to achieve in such a short space at Newcastle. But uh, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see just how he, he does next season as well, I think, with the new pressures that come with it um so yeah i think just finally on that what's going to be really interesting in the evolution of newcastle is when they start bringing in really really big marquee names perhaps like a name on yeah at the minute they've signed people that are honest hard working with a bit of flair and that's eddie how can manage that type of player can he if newcastle want to go down that really expensive mbappe style player Hmm. i don't think eddie how is the right manager to keep that manager. So if the if the board want to sign an absolute star, uh I think Eddie Howe could be a little bit out of his depth then. Yeah, that's that's something we'll be intriguing to watch over over the next while. My tip is Eddie Howe is the next England manager. That's my yeah my, my prediction for the next few years. But um so that's uh that's fifth and sixth. So um 
Conference League then. I went with Chelsea and you went Aston Villa. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And then so though there's then there's the middle, the muddle. So the more exciting bit, relegation. Yeah. Who do you reckon is going to be the bottom three? So this is when you offend the people, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have three teams to go down, but only one of them of the teams coming up. So I have Forest. Bournemouth and Sheffield United. Okay. Go down. Um, so Forest, I think, uh, amazing season last season. Uh, stayed up relatively comfortably. I think it was with a couple of games to spare. And they relied hugely on their home form. And the reason I have Luton staying up is the reason I have Forest going down in the sense of Forest fans will their, their their fan base now that excitement in the Premier League's gone, so they've done the Premier League now for a season. The novelty of playing Man United, the novelty of playing those teams and winning uh, has been and gone. They've achieved it. So now, what does the next novelty? What does the next passionate response come from? Yeah. And if you look at Huddersfield, uh, that's the the marker that I have. A team that came up against all odds, stayed up against all odds, then the next season just absolutely plummeted. Yeah. So their fan base, uh, any fan base, isn't going to be as excited second time around. So if if they have one thing that drops off based on this season, they will go down. I think the home form won't be as strong. Yeah. I think they'll lose Brennan Johnson and or Morgan Gibbs White. And I think they will eventually sack Steve Cooper. They did such a good job keeping him. And I just think they will... Then, then Their owners have got it right at the moment. But their owners are a little bit crazy. And they'll do crazy things this season. And I just think it'll be a season uh, too far. And I mentioned Johnson. I would absolutely love him at the Villa. He's a great player. I was going to mention him, Brennan Johnson. 30 million bid today from Brentford for him. Um, you'd, you'd take him at Villa? Yeah, 100%. He's exactly the sort of player that can add depth to a number of key positions. Yeah. Um, wouldn't know exactly where he would start for Villa just because he's probably very similar to Brendia. But he, you sort of feel like Emery could get something new from him and he could mm -hmm. potentially just alter our formation to get him into the team. He could play on the wing a couple of times. And it's uh, certainly an improvement on like Chiore or somebody like that into yeah. the squad. So yeah, he would be one of my number one players to go after and try and get. Mm. He said, he said, what was that, sorry? And if we did that, then I think Forrest would struggle so much to replace him and Gibbs White. Yeah, and he's so young as well. He's 21, 22, so such a huge upside, so much to learn from. And I think Emery would be a perfect coach for him. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully he watches this. I'll I'll, I'll tag him in everything. No, no, <laughs> yeah, he ain't watching this, is he? But uh, no, I, I think uh, he... Um, I was not, I was not too sure of him to be honest. And then when I started watching Forest more closely from about December onwards, every game I'd be like, well, yeah. all their home games largely, I'd be Morgan Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson are talismanic, really, really good players. Yeah. Uh, with huge upside. I love Gibbs White, I think he's really good. But uh Brennan Johnson, um, as you say, I mean, imagine Johnson it kind of maybe playing in that Buendia role and you've got Ramsey on the other side. So Ramsey and Johnson running at you. It gives Villa more pace, more directness. Just, I, I just see exactly where he fits, and I think yeah. he'd be really well coached by Emery. Um, but I think Forrest will want more than forty million for him. That's my prediction. Um, so yeah, so uh, so your your bottom three then were Forrest was the, was one of them. 
Yeah, Bournemouth uh, as well. I think they were everyone's tip to go down last season um, and they're my tip again to go down this season. I think Gary O'Neill did a great job, but they are punching above their weight, really. They're not going to go out and splash the cash. They've already lost Lerma, who signed for, for Crystal Palace. Um, I know that was expected, but he played over 30 games uh, for mm-hmm. them in the last five seasons, so each of the last five seasons. So he's been a real stalwart of the Bournemouth team. He's They don't score a lot of goals. I could mm-hmm. see Billings is also being linked to him a move away. And they're just never going to be able to go out and splash the cash and attract a real big name to just come in and guarantee that they're going to be able to replace that sort of quality. They're not like a, Bourne, a, a Brighton or a Brentford who have this fantastic scouting network. They're a team that just sort of just does enough to keep going by. And I think every now and again down at the bottom, you have to rely on a home support of like a real, uh, make it a vicious atmosphere, make it a place to go. And I know we're terrible at Bournemouth, but <laughs> it's not a hostile atmosphere. There's nothing... You know, other than it being a really tiny stadium and the probably the dressing rooms aren't what these Premier League players are used to, mm. it's not intimidating. That's why I think Luton are going to stay up because they're going to make, assuming they play at Kenilworth Road, that is going to be a hostile place to go and they'll do enough homework. So I just see Bournemouth drifting. I can see Gary O'Neill getting fed up with it and losing his job. And you just never see how Bournemouth can replace players quickly. Mm. So... Yeah, I just I just think it'll be similar to Forest. It's a, a, a one season too many for them in the Premier League. Yeah, I I could see that. I think yeah, same. Uh, Bournemouth are. Um, uh, I mean, I, I was amazed they stayed up this season and as well as they did, to be honest. Because yeah. when I looked at that squad, and you remember before the season started, Scott Parker complaining about the lack of investment and all that, and I thought surely they're just going to be. Yeah. Derby County season almost, but no, the uh, amazing job O'Neill did. But uh, but then the other team you went for was Sheffield United. Yeah, uh, and it's a shame because I really like Sheffield United. I studied uh, in Sheffield. I my halls of accommodation was right next to Bramble Lane. I must have gone to about ten games as a in the home end supporting Sheffield United. So, so did I. So did good city. Yeah. I studied up in Sheffield as well. Loved yeah, it. so I've got, and I really that's probably the one away game I'm really looking forward to. So there's no new grounds for me next season, but that will give me a chance to go and revisit a few old stomping grounds. So I really like Sheffield United, but I look at their squad and I sort of think, well, where who's going to score the goals last season? They got yeah. Bernie and Dia Brewster none of that is screaming goals and they're not going to go out and sign anybody so Bramall Lane as well like I said I've been there quite a few times they've got their nice little song about filling my senses and all that sort of stuff but again it's not the most hostile of places to go so I just don't I feel like there's a lot they need to improve and I don't see them having that togetherness of a squad that will keep them up like I don't know. I just can't quite get my head around how, how are they going to keep clean sheets? How are they going to create goals? And what is Intimidate going to a very nice stadium? So I just can't. I can't. I think they're going to finish bottom. I think they are. They, they, yeah, I can't. I can't see. I hope I'm wrong. I really like Sheffield United, but I think they are going down. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Well, great minds think alike, Webbo, because mm. I've also gone with uh, Sheffield United to finish bottom of the league. Mm. I'm the same as you. I look at that squad and I'm I'm not I don't see the goals. Never got McBurney. No, I, I just something about him I don't yeah. really care for, to be honest. But um he uh, but uh yeah, I I was also in Sheffield three years, two thousand five, two thousand eight. Brilliant city, loved it, the lead mill. Yeah. Uh, Ecky Road, all those sorts of places, <laughs> you know. So, uh, very uniquely, uh, very unique city as well. You walk around it and you see the, the hills everywhere, and you see all these at night, you'll see the lights all along the hills. It's quite like, I don't know, it's quite, it's not, you don't really see that sort of sight in the UK very often. Mm. Uh, ah, it's a beautiful city, absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I went to Bramble Lane last uh, when we lost 2 0, Jack Grealish hit the crossbar with the penalty. Yeah, um, that was miserable. And I was sat in the Sheffield end because my Sheffield mate got me a ticket. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll probably be there again, uh, hopefully next season. Uh, but yeah, I've gone with them to get come bottom. Though while, while I'm saying this, they'll probably get us first day of the season at Bramall Lane, and it'll be like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. I regret re- re- predicting that now. <laughs> uh, all the teams I've got going down will beat us. I hope. Yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. That bit's a given. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the podcast's uh, viewing figures are plummeting down the table. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my, my bottom three were, I went Sheffield United bottom, second bottom Bournemouth. I, I, again, I, I'm surely they're going to run out of energy or luck, I think. Well, well, it's unfair to say it wasn't luck. It was good talent and good yeah. uh, good management's what kept them up. But I, 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 it's a lot to do it again, I think. And then I went with Luton. Yeah. Um, I have so I had them seventeenth, so that was my decision. Yeah. Right, I I think Luton are very physical, yeah. big side, and if they can Burnley it, you know, like as in the traditional Burnley of tough, hard to beat that that ground. You know, you go there and it's a bit of an acid test, and like they're just, they're just, I just remember watching that player final against Coventry and thinking they look massive, yeah. like a really big side. So if they can do the sort of Stoke City approach. Maybe they'll they'll actually finish higher up the table, and I was I was thinking in my head maybe they'll finish somewhere like twelfth, yeah. um, but I I have just gone with it that um, away from home they might just get beaten quite a lot, and it's I don't know I mean I I just wonder what sorts of players they'll attract. Um, it depends I, I guess, but uh, yeah I. I You've sort of convinced me Forrest might actually finish bottom three now um, rather than Luton, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'll stick with Luton. Yeah. Uh, and then fourth bottom, I went with Forrest. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think the the novelty for me with Sheffield United have been in the Premier League many times. We've, I think Burnley will be fine in terms of the teams coming up. But Luton, everything about Luton, they'll be so excited about that. And they, with that comes... A little bit less pressure. Like yep. I know they were flirting with the Premier League, but it was probably never really on the true agenda. Yeah, um, and that means when they get beaten five six nil at the odd game, which will happen to all these teams, um, it won't. You know, it won't be as dramatic as it could be to another team. Yeah, I think now Rob Edwards will do a good job of saying, "Well, you know, we've lost six nil to Man City, so what? We're, we're that was never our competition." And I think he. Is a good manager, um, and I think he will just do it, just get enough. Uh, but it will be tight. They, you know, I have only got him finishing seventeenth, and it was just the fact that if they play at Kenilworth Road, I should add, if they have to move out to MK Dons, which I don't think is going to happen, 
But if that were to happen, then I'd completely change my mind. If they don't play at Kenilworth Road, then then they will go down. Yeah, I think so. It, it, it all comes down to it. It's amazing, isn't it, how stadiums yeah. make such a difference? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, so uh, we've done our bottom four. We've done our top seven. So there's there's the muddle then. There's, there's the, yeah. the race that where Aston Villa have traditionally been in the race for 12th place, <laughs> um, the coveted race for 12th place. Um, so I guess if you sort of round it out then, so eight down to 16, how, how does your league table look at the end of next year? Yeah, season? and I think this is... When you look at that bottom three, there's going to be quite a lot of points taken from each other because uh, I could look at this all day and I, there's not much in here that you can really stick your hat on and genuinely argue for and against, isn't there? There's mm. a lot of similarities. So I had Spurs in eighth, yeah. um, Brighton in ninth, which is probably a little bit harsh, but they're going to lose players. They're going to be in Europe. They were the team of all the teams in Europe that I felt could struggle the most because they yeah. don't have the biggest squad. They're going to be signing players that I know have always done well from unknowns beforehand, but surely they can't keep signing world-class players out of the blue. Yeah. They will make mistakes. So I still think a top 10 finish with a European campaign is not a bad return. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Burnley in 10th. Yeah. I think they're a well-oiled team. I think what they did last season was excellent. Yeah, And I think they'll be excited to come back I want a company. I want to prove a lot of people wrong and change the way people look at Burnley. And uh, I had Fulham in eleventh place, um, and yep. that was mainly down to the fact that Mitrovic got banned at the end of this season. Because <laughs> yeah. if he hadn't got banned, I'm sure he would have got linked to other clubs. But that ban has meant that clubs will probably be put off by him. So Fulham will be absolutely fine because of him. Mm-hmm. Then I had Brentford, uh, and speaking right. of bands, that is the biggest team. I uh, There's a lot going on at Brentford. Yeah. And I couldn't, so I sort of just, in the end, played it safe. Mm-hmm. With Brentford, I just stuck them pretty much bang in the middle of 12th. But right. it, I wouldn't surprise me if they went down, just because this Tony thing is so, so hard for them, mm-hmm. because it's their prize asset that just based on Brent, Brentford's history, if they were to get 50 million, let's say before he got his ban, 50 million for Tony is probably minimum they would have got. Brentford, you would have guaranteed. Brentford and Brighton, if you give them 50 million, they are going to make a hell of an investment and then turn that into 300 million pounds worth of players overnight. They are so good at scouting. But they're now stuck with a player that can't train, they can't sell, they've still got to pay his wages, they can't, go out and spend big and replace him because they haven't got that money coming in for him. Mm-hmm. So it is, and he scored something like was it, 29 of their goals last season or something daft like that. Uh, it, so it's a real, real big problem for them. Uh, and I think the odd game will be fine. Like if you miss a player for five games, you're probably okay. But this is half the season, so it's not back till January. So... Brentford, for me, I, I saw played it safe and sticking 12. But if you'd have turned up and said, I've got them in my bottom three, it wouldn't have surprised me. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I'm, I've got a bit to say about Brentford as well. <laughs> and then I had had West Ham, sort of yep. similar to what you said earlier. I can, I can see an argument for them finishing in the top 10, but losing Rice, still being in Europe, uh, a come down from winning a trophy. You could again, I'll make an argument that they have a really slow start and just struggle. Um, 
I'll, I'll ask you a question now, which you can answer once we've finished, is who do you think the first manager will be to go? Ooh, okay. Uh, and that may be an indication of which team I'm talking about there. Right, okay. And then I had Palace in 14th. And mm-hmm. Just a, such a strange club. Like, if I was a Crystal Palace fan, I'd be so annoyed with the re-signing of Roy Hodgson. Yes, it was okay. <laughs> but what's the future? What is the point of Crystal Palace at the moment? They've just... Pull back a semi. They can only do one more year. Yeah. Like, it's not progression. It's just such a small-minded attitude. It's, I, I, I don't really like Palace, I must be honest. With the disappointment, I just think it's so unambitious. Like, yeah. It always makes me laugh when people say, oh, you're deluded as a Villa fan, thinking you're. But there's nothing wrong with having ambition. Mm. You look at some of these clubs now that are just happy plodding in mid-table. Yeah. And you see, well, what's the point? And the next team are exactly another example of that. And Everton, I had his 15th. It's like, what, when does it all change for Everton? They've got to pay off their stadium debt. They're not even in their stadium yet. They're going to be under Sean Dyche or getting well drilled and organised, so they will stay up. And they're not going to turn into a top seven team in yeah. any stretch of the imagination. So it's just a bit like, what? when does it change for Everton fans, genuinely? So I, I don't know. So I had them 15th. And then Wolves in 16th. So spoke to a few of my Wolves mates. And so I was like, what's going on at Wolves? And they said, we don't know. Uh, everything about Wolves at the minute is players being linked away. Neves uh, is looking like he's going. Uh, there's no money coming into the club. They're just desperate to keep hold of their manager, who pretty had almost a similar impact as Ulai Emery. Mm-hmm. So they're really confident. The Wolves fans are really confident in their manager. And I say, if the board back the manager, we will go places. But there's a genuine fear that the manager will walk before the season starts. So they could be another shout to go down. But yeah. had them in 16th, just at this moment in time, there's more negative press than there is positive. But yeah. that could e- they could easily jump four or five places just overnight if something changes. Yeah. Um, and where did you have Everton? I don't know if I missed that. 15. Everton were 15th, right. Yeah. Similar league table to me. This is going to be a tight race for this Nando's. I'm telling you, Webos. Yeah, I'm backing it all on Man United. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm backing Declan Rice to have such an impact <laughs> on next season's league table. Because yeah. for me, uh, so eighth to down down to sort of 17. So eighth, I went with Spurs. Uh, I, I just don't quite know what's going on there at the moment. I, I just don't know if I trust Levy to get it right this summer. Though I do trust Ange, their manager. I, I, I think he's a very smart, canny manager. I'm excited to see what he does. Brighton in ninth. I'm at Brentford 10th. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting points you made. I actually predicted for them to get relegated last season. So it was a bit, oh, I got you know, I got a bit stick for, uh, <laughs> for predicting after they did so well. But the reason I did is just because second season syndrome, I thought, Plus the fact that they'd actually had a really bad run until yeah. Christian Eriksen came in the season before. And then obviously Eriksen left. And I thought, well, is it going to, you know, is it could it fall apart a bit? But I, I just wonder if Thomas Frank is such a canny coach that yeah. he might be able to get them to cope without, even without Tony, even though Tony is such a major player for them and kind of arguably irreplaceable. But I, I, I thought, I, I sort of think Frank might, Get them all right again next season. Um, it, yeah. they're, they're tough. They're tough to beat. I think Brighton, uh, Brentford. Sorry, um, I always do that. Brighton, Brentford. Eleventh, um, I went with Burnley. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, I think you're right. I think Company's going to get them 
I think he'll want something to prove and want to show that they're better than they are. He, they'll probably get beaten 6 or 7 nil a couple of times just because of the way they'll try and play. But uh, I think they'll also get, get a few decent results next season. So I fancy them to do all right. Pa- Palace is a funny one. I went with them in 12th. I'm exactly the same as you. I think the Hodgson thing is a bit odd. Yeah. Uh, Zaha looks like he is finally going to leave. Yeah. PSG, <laughs> yeah. PSG, Saudi Arabia, wherever it is. Um, I, I, I do think that they've got, you know, in Elise and Ebrichieze, they've got two really, really talented players. But there's something lacking there at Palace. I think 12th, I'm looking at now and thinking that could also be a relegation, uh, a yeah. team that maybe just really falls away next season. But and if you I, look back to last season, it, there wasn't, it was like we were about eight games to go, the bottom 12th below, everyone was in that relegation fight, weren't they? Exactly. With two games later, a few teams have managed to escape. But I think it'll be similar this time around. Like, for example, if Luton are at home to any team that we've mentioned finishing in the bottom half, you could fancy them getting points. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Anybody from 12th downwards is going to be in a relegation fight in about April time and a few will eventually escape it. Yeah. I think uh, 13th, I went Fulham, Paulinho, depends if he goes or not. He's a key player for them. Everton in 14th. Now, Everton, I'm sort of partly tempted to wonder whether, you know, there's been some teams that have all been lingering around the relegation zone and just survived for a few years. Villa did that for a long time, then went down. Stoke did that for a while, then went down. Southampton have done that recently and just gone mm-hmm. down. I do wonder if Everton are really, really risking it. Um, there's this ruling, I think, uh, financial fair play that might be coming mm-hmm. up. They're probably restricted with what they can spend uh, just with the stadium and that sort of thing. Um, so I... I don't know with Everton. I think, but I just think Sean Dyche is probably just canny enough to get them enough yeah. results again. It is, but I just can't see them not having anything other than a really underwhelming season again. Fifteenth yeah. um, Wolves. I also think they're. Uh, it, it feels negative, and if they lose Ruben Neves. Then who knows? Really, um, it feels like they need quite a bit of work as well. West Ham. That's the team we're going to fall away. I think Europe. Yeah. I think. Um, Striker as well that you know Antonio. I don't know if he can, how long he can keep doing it for. Is that striker for them? They got Danny Ings as well, but and then Rice going. I, th- I really think it's a Rucker Grealish effect at Villa. I, I just yeah. wonder if they're going to be able to cope with that, and how long it's going to take them to get over the fact that Rice isn't there anymore. So I've I've gone with them in sixteen. Um, the, if any Cockney West Ham fans are watching this, be <laughs> laughing at laughing at me now. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, at Forest 17th and Luton, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. So, so Weber, those are our league tables. There we go. They're locked in. They're locked in. They're not <laughs> a year away from now. I tell you what, I can't wait to see you buy me that Nando's, but I can't sit. Mate, be... if Villa finishing sixth wins you a Nando's, I am absolutely <laughs> happy with that, mate. That's fine. <laughs> Wait to see how wildly wrong we are. It's going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. That will be the funniest bit. Is looking back yeah. and be like, "My God, did we really predict City? To, I predicted City to win the league. They got relegated. Never saw that." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a couple of other questions though. You mentioned it. First manager sacked. Uh, yeah. Who are you going with? So I think. Well, I think was it about twelve teams got rid of their manager, wasn't it last season? Yeah, yeah quite it a was lot. Crazy, wasn't it? Um, you sort of think 
the top half is set unless somebody poaches, you know, like you mentioned, uh, an England manager, but that looks pretty set. So I would say Forrest, I think Cooper, yeah. uh, got close towards the end of last season. Uh, they stuck with him. If they have a poor start, then he is on borrow time, it feels. David Moyes has probably done himself enough with that conference win. That was such a big win. But if again, if they have a really poor start, they will lose patience quickly with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forrest. Yeah, I think that's a fair one. Um, I venture towards thinking maybe uh, Paul Heckingbottom, Sheffield United. Uh, I just uh, wonder whether, I don't know, whether, whether they'll be patient enough. You know, if, if Sheffield United have a bad start, they might they, whether their board will just go, you know, lost three in a row, right, gone straight away yeah. and get somebody else in, kind of a bit like Stop Parker. But uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Heckingbottom, um, but uh, Steve Cooper as well. I think is a um, I could see that as well. I think yeah. if if Forest have a bad start, I could see their owners who, you know, quite quite colourful bunch. Well, you know, <laughs> the, the way they. Uh, if you read the Wikipedia page, at least. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I I do wonder if they had a a poor start next season, whether they'd think that we stuck with you last season, and saw it out, we gave you patience, we'd hoped that you you'd be able to fix that this season, and you haven't. So we're just going to get something new as quickly as we can. Um, yeah. Whether they might be of that mindset. You know, maybe go for try and get a high profile manager from La Liga or something like that. Um, you know, they wouldn't be the first club to have done that, would they? Um, yeah. so uh, I've gone with the uh, Hecky Bottom or Unai Emery, sacked after three games. That'd be no <laughs> 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 we'll <all> be... <laughs> yeah, that would be depressing. <laughs> we give us your second game in, we want Emery out. Give us <laughs> when we used to rapid Vienna again. Yeah, yeah. The nightmare has returned again. <laughs> again. <laughs> we lose away at this a relegated team again on the first yeah. day. Um, yeah, no, no. So, so yeah, there's are. So, um, but FA Cup, uh, I think you might have said it before, actually. You went with Arsenal. Yeah, and I think I saw, but I, I felt bad for putting them forth. So I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make myself, make Arsenal fans feel a little better. I'd give them the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I sit with Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Uh, God, the FA Cup's bloody hard to predict, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. God, it just could be anyone. Um, I'll go with Liverpool. Uh, yeah. I'll say that they'll uh, go on a cup run and they'll be the team to beat City. Um, I think they do have a... They do, they, they, they've shown themselves capable in the past of being the team that can really unsettle City in yeah. a way that few others can. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, League Cup? So this is the cup I genuinely think we could win. I yeah, think I think so. We'll be strong. However, I haven't... I said at the top of the call, Man City will win a trophy. And that's two trophies that I've said they're not going to win. So I've got to put them down for something. Yeah. <laughs> and I say the League Cup, which is completely a contradiction based on the thing, I think they're going to have a slow start, which the league starts really early. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I have to put Man City down to win something. So, yeah, I'll put them down for the league. But it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if one of those middle teams really goes after it. Spurs 
desperate for silverware as well. That could actually be a really good competition this year. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like Chelsea will go for hard for it. I'd think as well. Like mm. it'll be a, it's it's a you know as as the quality of the top of the Premier League becomes ever harder to just finish high. Yeah. More and more teams just want to win that League Cup. Yeah. You know? Like um, and uh, I think it's one Villa can win. I mean, I think we can win the FA Cup as well. But I think uh, I. I think City are going to try and go for the quadruple next season. Yeah. So I think they'll go hard for this one. And I also have gone with City yeah. to win the League Cup. Uh, Champions League? Uh, I'll go uh, probably being swayed slightly with today's transfer news. Uh, Jude going to Real Madrid. Okay. That is such a great signing, isn't it? Fantastic and signing. I know, he's, I know he's ex-Blues and all that sort of stuff, but you get over that quickly because he is a generational talent. It is such so excited to see him. And the fact that him and Rice are going to be our midfield for probably the next three or four major tournaments yeah. just gives me so much confidence that England could finally win a trophy. Yes. Uh, I think you know, him and Modric's play together is quite an exciting format and they always do well in the Champions League. So there's only really three or four teams you'd be putting your bet on to begin with and Real Madrid are a pretty obvious one. So yeah, let's go Real Madrid. Yeah, Drew Bellingham, Stourbridge's own. Stourbridge's uh, own, yeah, played for the Glass Boys. Yeah, so you, you're uh, Drew Bellingham's one of your own. Uh, yeah. Stourbridge local. Jack Grealish from Solly also with uh, you know, I'm Solihull as well. So look, look at that. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have thought two of the most expensive players of all time would not be from like Rio de Janeiro, Buenos Aires, <laughs> but Stourbridge and Solihull. I absolutely love that fact. Yeah. Um, if they could fact- reinvest in their local towns now, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Jack Grealish should be buying out Rosie's nightclub in Solihull. <laughs> oh, God only knows what he'd get up to there. I don't, I don't even want to know. But. No. Um, but yeah, um, so that's uh, that's uh, Real Madrid. Like I said, I'm going to go City win it again. I, yeah, you're, just, you're going all in on City, aren't you? I think they're I think they're going to just do it again. I, Kovacic, they've just signed or the signing from Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're just so good, but so strong. I, but yeah, yeah, I, I could also see it that maybe they can't keep up that momentum. But I I don't know. I, I, I fear Guardiola's ferocious temperament um it just it just depends you know the way what i think might stop city i i watched barcelona when guardiola was manager right? i used to watch them every week because I, yeah. I was really into la liga and i think it's the best football team i've ever seen in my life i think i just think they were but they, they came back from a season where they'd won everything and then the season after Mourinho, it was the second season at real madrid and madrid whilst i had Tons and tons of quality. Was still not a, as good a football team as Barcelona, but Mourinho just gave them a nasty streak. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a team like Manchester United, who whether they can make the right signings and go nasty, or Liverpool can go a bit nasty. That's the way probably to unsettle City. You like go into these games with them and just be, just do it. Just be, just be. Come out of it. And everyone's you know writing articles about how terrible you are. We hate them and all that, but go in there with a siege mentality and be like, no, actually, we're gonna we're gonna stick it up this city. Then maybe I think teams could actually unsettle yeah, them. Yeah, and I think you, I think that's why I think they're gonna have a slow start because everybody wants to beat the treble winners. Like if we, whoever goes to the Etihad first, if they can beat them, it's such a you know it's, it's an even bigger thing, and they will start. So they they genuinely always 
Guardiola team start slow, but if they're within contact distance in January, February time, mm-hmm. they just go, they just change mentality and then it, it just becomes real again. So that's the only reason I think they will start slow with the normal and these teams like Liverpool are so pissed off. Man United are so pissed off. Chelsea are pissed off. They are all, in my opinion, going to try and start the season ridiculously well. And if you've got two or three massive clubs putting pressure on them, maybe it will have an impact on City. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then and then the big one, the Conference League. <laughs> <laughs> who's going who's gonna to win it? <laughs> Um, sod it, Villa. Why yes, not? I'm going Villa. I'm going <laughs> no, Villa. Not. You probably won't even get into the group stage with yeah. you. Juventus in the playoff. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah. Rapid Vienna loses, ruins our day again. But oh, look, we got the manager who's been there, done it in Europe. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we'll make a couple of signings. Tielemans, you know, if Tielemans plays on a Thursday, Douglas Ruiz plays on a Sunday in the Premier League. It's not bad, is it? That's not bad at all, is it? I think. I think we've we've got the team to do it. We've got the manager to do it. Uh, the experience of a Thursday night and a Sunday isn't there yeah. with the players yet, so that will be in a, something to adapt to. And I think might it'll be interesting to see how Villa react to it. But yeah. West Ham did fine. Uh, not last season struggled in the league, but the season before that, semi final Europa League, finished seventh in the league. So why can't why can't Villa? Why can't Villa? Yeah, That's I mean, the... if we get through into the group stages, the playoff we could be an unseeded team, and so the actual playoffs could be quite hard. But actually, once the group stages comes along, if we're in it, we'll probably be third or fourth favourite to win it. I know it it's awkward because I think that the Europa League teams come into it, so you never quite yeah know who yeah. could fall into it and stuff like this. But Juventus will be huge favourites. They're, yeah. they're a cut above. They'll find a way to bribe a few teams uh, along <laughs> the way as well. They probably own half of the teams already entered into it, you know, or something like that. But yeah, why not? Let's go on a European tour and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, we're all going on a European tour. Can't wait. Yeah. I, I want. I want the most random places. I want. Yeah. I want to be playing you know, like Lincoln in Gibraltar. And, <laughs> uh, I want. I want. I want. I want an away day in Ireland as well. You know, my, yeah. I want my, a new country. A new country would yeah. be fantastic. If you're good, good for me, all my family over in Ireland, I'd love to go watch I don't know, Shamrock yeah. Rovers and all that. But uh, but uh, you know, I guess um, any other any other questions? Maybe any others you can think of that anything not covered? Uh, no, I mean you, you're starting out down the golden boot thing, but we can all say Harland for the next ten minutes and how great it'll be. Yeah. But no, I think I think that's enough predictions for the for the time being. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe pre-order me Nando's now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and also as well, you know, like. Uh, I might as well ask you about the villa as well, just before we go. Um, where do you know? How do you think Villa have started this uh, transfer window so far? You know, what do you make of the boardroom developments as well? So, I think first, Tielemans, fantastic bit of business. There's absolutely no two ways about it. It's a, an area we looked at times weak in because. Yeah. When Kamara was injured, you were playing Dendonka in there and you were playing Chambers in there a couple of times. And they are players that we need to replace if we want to take that next step. Uh, And Tielemans has done it for Leicester, won the FA Cup, been part of that. Um, Does he start? Don't know. Based on last season's form, he wasn't up to scratch with McGinn. He wasn't up to scratch with Louise. He wasn't up to scratch with Kamara. That's why Leicester went down. 
But there's a, there is a top, top, top quality player in there who plays for Belgium while well, they still rank number one in the world for a reason. So, yeah, fantastic bit of business. Uh, I, I sort of try to ignore a lot of the links with players because there's just so many that yeah. until they become concrete, you don't know. But the owners are going to go big. They're going to spend money. They want to invest. If there's a player out there that a deal can be done that we want, I have no ish, no doubt that the board will back Emery. So that's in a good position. The personal thing yeah, surprises me, I must admit. There seems to be a little bit of unrest. If you look at the reports, obviously the, the Barcelona chap who said yes, then said no, now make them back, who knows. So they've wanted to make changes. Uh, I think Perso gets a little bit of a bad press, which he brings upon himself uh, due yeah. to his own ego. But you can't deny he has been involved with the club during a very, very successful period mm-hmm. in the sense of where we were, how stable we are now, how the fact we've just done a prediction and I can't see us finishing in the bottom half. Uh, unless we go on a really, really good long cut run. Mm-hmm. So the only reason you see us doing poorly is because of a positive. So we are in a really good position. And, you know, as the salesman that he is, he said, I've left the club in a better position than when he joined. Could not be more true. Uh, what I do believe is there's a couple of names that they have earmarked and they will go after in the boardroom to get it, to get what they see as the right fit. I'll be honest with you, Frankie, I don't really know what all these people do day in and day out, uh, you sort of hear their names, get involved. What I am really pleased about is there's so many clubs right now who have negative press, so many clubs right now who have run poorly, going out of, who was it yesterday, Wigan getting set, you know, getting their, uh, getting writ up, getting their marching orders as a club. You look at Birmingham City, you look at Albion, you know, there's so many teams, you look at Newcastle being run, completely unethically, not that I blame the fans or anything like that. I'd still support Villa if they were, you know, if somebody from Saudi came in, it's not, uh, you know, I'm never going to be asked who runs Aston Villa Football Club, so I'll support them no matter what. But right now, we have got fantastic owners. We've got a squad foundation that, you know, on merit finished seventh in the league. If we're ever going to progress and push forward, it is in the next two to three years. But to go forward in this league is so, so hard. Really hard. We just talked there about Chelsea and Tottenham having a bad season. And that is a one-off. Tottenham Tottenham may be in a bit more of a mess than Chelsea, but these teams only have one-offs when they have bad seasons. Then they put a decade together of top four finishes. We and Newcastle and Brighton have got to continue to unsettle the media. We've got to continue to unsettle the norms of the Premier League officials and try and allow teams that have been traditionally mid-table teams to fight with the big boys. And we have to continue to hope that we can do that. But we're never going to be in a better position and have a better foundation than we will now. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely... um, I mean, it's... It is the Premier League is a super league now, essentially. Yeah. I mean, just the, the quality and the financial power of so many clubs is just off the charts, really. So, breaking yeah. into that top eight on a regular basis, I mean, yeah, it's a top eight now, isn't it? Really, like it's it, it was top four, you know, 10 years ago, then it became the top six. Now it feels like it's a bit of a top eight, doesn't it? Um, yeah. 
and to break into you know beyond sixth is just so difficult but like yeah as you say like with the ownership and uh the manager we have and sort of the ambition demonstrated uh it, it just feels like there's a lot of positivity around Villa. And even when I listen to, you know, podcasts of just wider football podcasts, like Football Ramble or Football Weekly, and you hear Villa come up, it's it's always, you, you get a sense from non-Villa fans of like, Villa seem like a destination now. Villa seem like a team that's on the up. So yeah. it's certainly like, there's certain positivity there. And I think there'll be some interesting signings this summer. And, you know, one or two of the youth players who've been on loan might step up as well. Um, I'm, I'm just in a really good space at Villa. Um, I'm really happy with where we're going. And I sort of don't fear that the ownership will just pull the plug in the way that, say, Randy Lerner did. Yeah. Um, the impression you get is that they're in this more for the long haul. And uh, Well, yeah, um, and they, I mean, they'll eventually get bored. You know, they're, yeah. you know they, as much as they love Villa, they're, they're not there to do anything that improve the club and improve their bank balance at the end of the day. They understand that pot of gold in the Premier League is huge and finishing seventh must have gotten them a fair return. Yeah. Uh, and if we were to win the Europa Conference, you get quite a lot of money for that. And then if they had one season in the Champions League, they would probably get a return on investment straight away. Yeah. Um, so they won't chase it forever. Uh, but you can't really see it ever going down the pan. So it's a, it would be a, a club that's always uh, sellable. Uh, and I can't see it going horribly wrong. So you'd have thought if they do get fed up in five, six years' time, you feel that like it'd be in a position that it'd be quite a nice asset for somebody to take over and come in and maybe take it on to that next level. So, yeah, it's a great, great time to be a Villa fan. And I genuinely, genuinely can't wait for tomorrow the fixtures coming out start yeah. planning a few more away days can't wait for august the 7th when the draw for the conference league is made and i get to book a flight to azerbaijan or some <laughs> nice place like that and then august the 12th comes along and we go down to luton and we lose and uh, come crashing back down to reality yeah yeah all the positivity and it's like this time next year we're there with our Nando's. We're like Villa in twentieth place. I just can't, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Who could have seen that coming? Emery, the first manager out. The yeah. board Point. sold out. Tony, trying Tony. to poison each other in Nando's to try to make it end. <laughs> yeah, Tony Shears back <laughs> in his weird tweets. Uh, oh God, uh, what a time that was! Uh, but what a good time it is now, and hopefully that continues. But whether you know you are uh, chairman of the London Lions, we're currently. In the London Supporters League, we're fighting, you know, beat PSG on penalties the other day in yeah. a thrilling contest. Now we've got Inter in the semi-finals. So if you ever if ever want to get involved with that, please do. Please get involved with the London Lions. But Weber, you are chair of the London Lions. So please tell us, how can people get involved with the group? Yeah, so it's uh, at ABFC London Lions across all social network uh, platforms. Uh, and yeah, you're absolutely right, Frankie. Big weekend ahead in Corhamsfield in central London uh, near Holborn Station. We have Inter Milan in the London Supporters League in the semi-final at 3pm or just after 3pm this Sunday. So if anybody's listened to this, fancies watching Villa v Inter Milan in a semi-final sponsored by Phil King. <laughs> come on down uh, and support us show your name say that you're interested in playing and it's not just a football team it's a it's a uh, big community that watches anything to do with Villa has socials uh, and if you're in London new to London just moved here and you fancy keeping in touch with the Villa uh, it's the best place to do so